Hi, John Kuzma from EndZoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots' defense and the improvements they've made from last year's Super Bowl loss until now. We're also going to talk about Urban Meyer resigning from Ohio State and why he might be heading to Cleveland to coach the Browns. So um, we're going to start with the Patriots. You know, the New England Patriots are coming off a 24-10 win over the Minnesota Vikings. And that score was somewhat somewhat surprising because Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and Stefan Diggs are usually good for at least 20 points. Yet once the final whistle had blown, Mike Zimmer's ball club was left frustrated with their lack of offensive output. The reason this is such a big deal is because last season the Patriots finished the year with the 29th ranked defense. Even though they're currently 21st this season, that can be the difference between sacking a QB late in the game or forcing a 3 and out and getting Tom Brady in the the Patriots offense the ball back which makes it apparent that New England is much less vulnerable on the defensive side of the ball the player who's mostly responsible for this uptick is definitely Trey Flowers Bill Belichick doesn't have a 10 sacks guy on his roster but Flowers has the potential to reach that mark someday with 4.5 sacks, a 25-year-old defense end does give this franchise something off the edge. The other main contributor has definitely been Dietrich Wise, who has also recorded 4.5 sacks. Those are the top two performers, and then Adrian Claiborne is also a part of that rotation. Obviously, those three ends are much better than what New England tried to get by with a year ago. Remember, Jabal Sherrod and Chris Long left after the Super Bowl win over the Atlanta Falcons. Belichick couldn't reload in 2017, but now it seems like the Patriots have enough to at least get the stops that they need. Now, if there is any any concern, it's that their offense is starting to lose a step, but maybe Trey Flowers, Dietrich Wise, and Adrian Claiborne can force turnovers and create additional opportunities for Tom Brady, Sony Michelle, and Josh Gordon. Who knows, maybe that will be the difference between winning and losing the Super Bowl. So we all know defense wins championships. And the Patriots went from 29th in uh, defense last year. Actually, they were 32nd in the league for most of the year. Somehow at the end, they picked it up and got it up to 29th. But this year, they're 21st. And even though even though that's only an uh, eight-spot increase you know, on the field when things are playing out, that can be the difference between getting a sack on third down or b- between, you know, getting a stop late in the game and getting Brady and that offense the ball back. So it's just um, pretty significant, you know, because they were so bad. And now, you know, they're only, a, you know, a little bit better. But you never know. That can be um, the difference. And it's on the defensive side of the ball. We know, you know, defense, um, it's so crucial because if you can keep your opponents from scoring, that drastically increases your chances of winning. And um, I think, you know, that uh, improvement that they've made um, can 
be one of the underlining factors in their success late in the season. Now, offensively, you know, Tom Brady is having a down year. Um, he's had to make do with some weapons that really haven't um, got it done for him. And, you know, Brady's got to shoulder some of the blame, too. He hasn't played as well. Um, for a few games there, they lost Sony Michelle. That hurt um, a little bit. So getting him back definitely helps. Um, keep in mind, you know, when Isaiah Wynn, he didn't uh, end up panning out. Well, he might, you know, next year or in the future. But this year, he's been out his entire rookie year. So that obviously hurt, too. Um, but the Patriots are starting to regress a little bit on offense, but they're improving on D. So we'll see how that uh, helps their bottom line at the end of the season, whether they're a better team or a worse team or, you know, how everything's going to unfold. Um, the next topic we're going to talk about is Urban Meyer. Um, Urban Meyer, you know, he announces today that he's going to walk away after the Rose Bowl. And, you know, he's stepping down after a seven-year run as the Ohio State Buckeyes head coach. Meyer is leaving Columbus for what he's described as health reasons, but the community surrounding OSU could be part of the reason Myers is so stressed. There was a lot of people who opposed the legendary coach after how he handled a domestic abuse case involving one of his assistant coaches, to be honest, though, Meyer himself has never had any run-ins with the law. This is a man who dedicated his whole entire life to opening doors for his players, and he taught athletes life lessons through the sport of football. When you get as high up as Meyer is, there will always be people who are trying to take you down, but it's magnified when people think you're unethical. In Columbus, there was individuals there that were unappreciative of the 54-year-old coach's efforts, which is why a fresh start could be exactly what he needs to feel reinvigorated. Just so happens that the Cleveland Browns job is available too. Meyer grew up in Ashtabula, Ohio, which is only one hour away from Cleveland. How could you pass up on the opportunity of leading the team you rooted for as a child? Urban Meyer made it clear he felt better about the state of the Buckeyes program, and that's one of the other reasons he's leaving. Maybe it's time for the X and O's mastermind to save the Browns after their disastrous two-year stretch. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Miles Garrett have already helped the dog pound start to turn the page. Adding Meyer would be like adding Nas to a high-powered sports car, and it's the perfect time for him to make the leap. Plus, if he does have success at the NFL level, that's one thing Nick Saban wasn't able to do. So there's a lot of incentive for Urban Meyer to take a crack at the pros. So Urban Meyer, um, he is going to be done after the Rose Bowl. Uh, we don't know exactly what uh, is going to come next for him. He did uh, give some indication that he might not be done coaching. And that's why I put together that article that I just read for you about um, the people in Ohio State. Yeah, there's so many people there that do support him, and you don't want to take away from that. But let's be honest. There's a lot of people starting to hop on the bandwagon, uh, the anti-Urban Meyer uh, coalition or whatever you want to call it, because of how he handled that domestic abuse case. 
And for him, he might have just thought, you know, it might be time to get out now before they try to damage my brand and damage my reputation. Because now, because of how that was all handled and because Meyer was suspended at the beginning of the season, now they have more ammunition to come at Meyer. Like I said, even when he's uh, not doing anything wrong, there's always going to be people that want to take you down. Um, that's just the politics of uh, human behavior. Um, for some reason, people feel the need to scheme and plot, especially on people who have an overwhelming amount of success. Um, so even when Myers or Meyer, excuse me, is having all this success, winning um, national championships, there's still some people out there that uh, aren't too fond of him. And now that is just magnified uh, substantially by the fact that, you know, he did have some off the field problems. But here's the thing. He did individually or personally, I should say, it was an assistant coach. We're kind of in this culture where we uh, associate people um, with others who make mistakes. You know, Joe Paterno took uh, the fall for all Jerry Sandusky's actions. Um, Urban Meyer is kind of taking the fall a little bit for one of his assistant coaches who had a domestic, uh, abuse case. Um, you see it all the time and it just needs to be echoed that Urban Meyer has done the best he could to give additional opportunities to his players. He also... You know, he's trying to teach life lessons to the sport of football. You know, you have to say that again. I believe the good he's done outweighs the bad by so much. And, um, yeah, you know, he recruited some players that have questionable character. Um, heck, Aaron Hernandez went on to be a murderer. Um, and Urban Meyer recruited him while he was at Florida. But you only can control people so much. And he tried to guide these guys in the right direction. Um, You know, like I said, you only can be held responsible for yourself. You know, and I know a lot of people in today's era don't want to hear that. But the fact remains, people aren't robots. They're not remote controlled. Um, You can help people out to the best of your abilities, but ultimately humans have free will. And I think society as a whole, when we all get together and we have this group think and people don't think enough for themselves, they forget that. This assistant coach that had this domestic abuse case, he took it upon himself to pursue those actions. You know, Urban Meyer can't be everywhere 24-7 and uh, making sure this guy is making the right decisions. Now, maybe Meyer didn't handle everything properly, but you want to believe the best in someone, especially someone you work with, you're so close with. And I think that's where Paterno and Meyer kind of went wrong. They wanted to believe uh, in the people you know, they worked with and the people they hired and the people um, that were part of their team. And that kind of puts you in a huge dilemma, you know, whether or not you want to take action against these people. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm trying to get you guys to understand where Meyer was coming from. But really, that's all I have today. Thank you guys for listening. Check out endzoneblog.com. Also, check out our Twitter, at endzoneblog.nfl. I appreciate it. 
Have a great day.